2: world and have to figure out a way to escape so it's it's really it just gives me an opportunity to do everything i can do uh you know comedy i could do some thrilling adventure a little bit of some scary stuff it's just because it is greek mythology and it's got so much going on it just gives me quite a, a palette to draw from
3: crispin boyer with us today he joins us live talking about his latest book zeus the mighty and uh i'll tell you you've got a lot of Different things here with this, uh, with this book, uh, with the fact that they are all in a pet shop. Uh, this is such mm-hmm. a fantastic, fantastic book. Tell me a little bit about putting, uh, writing it from the perspective of them being in a pet shop.
2: <laughs> well, it's 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 fun, but it's tricky. So the way the pet shop is laid out is is vaguely like the layout of ancient Greece itself. So the main character in this series, Zeus, who's a hamster, lives in his hamster cage, but on the highest shelf in the pet shop. So that is Mount Olympus. And up there, he looks out across the entire pet shop, which to him is ancient Greece. So when he looks out over the aquariums, it it looks like, you know, the ocean, the Aegean Sea, when he sees the different aisles with uh, you know, all the different merchandise, he sees different mountains and, and relics. Uh, and whenever they go, you know, they, they leave the pet shop and go into the crawl space, but the pet shop, to them it's the underworld, so it's kind of scary and it, it's, it's grim and dark and dank. Um, so it, it's, it's a challenge because the, you know, to the animal's eyes, it looks like ancient Greece, but to the reader uh it's just a pet shop and you know the stories are illustrated so the illustrations kind of capture that dull nature of the, the world too and uh you know and also they're pet it's it is a working pet shop. It's got an owner who was there during the day. Uh her name is Artemis and she figures the animals are up to something but she never quite knows what's going on. And actually in this story she installs a security camera to try and catch them and so in when the animals look at the security camera they see like a monster that's watching over them. So it's it's just kind of a fun uh, it's just a fun world to explore and think what really is happening and what the animals think is happening.
3: So having Greek mythology in this, did you have any vetting you had to do with facts and, and, and everything? Uh, t- tell us about this process.
2: Well, yeah, because it is National Geographic, it, it's it's got to have a it does have to have a back, backbone of facts. And fortunately, you know, they have all kinds of experts, and they have a Greek expert who reads – what I do is I'll come up with the outline of the story, and it's each book in the series is based on a different myth. So the outline will kind of hit all the high points of that particular myth. You know, I've got the myth of the Minotaur in a different book. I've got a myth of the, the Golden Fleece in a different book. And then she'll look at it, and she'll say, you know, this doesn't really follow the myth close enough, or – you're missing an opportunity to include a a different monster here or a different plot point or a different character. And then we'll go back and forth on the outline until it really, it's almost like you're you're inside of a, there used to be this ride at Disney World where you would get in and drive these little race cars, but they were within guardrails, so you can never quite drive off the track. And that's how I envision this, uh, is that the Greek expert kind of keeps me within the the guardrails of the, the mythology. So I have some leeway to really, Go back and forth, but then I still go in basically the same path.
3: So we have got a great guest with us today. Crispin Boyer is with us. He is fantastic. So, what attracted you to writing in the very beginning?
2: Well, I, when I was a kid, I just really loved reading. Um, I my mom had Stephen King books, and uh, so <laughs> maybe not the best. Or best thing for a kid to read, but I started reading Stephen King, and, and there's something about reading. It was like, wow, it's like a movie in your mind, you know. You can really, and then I got really into science fiction, like Arthur C. Clarke, and just I've always just loved reading. And I, I in my, you know, I always done pretty well in English classes when I was a kid, and my teachers would say, oh, you're, you've got like a natural talent. Actually, when I went to college, I started in computer science, but that's when I realized that I wasn't very good at math, but I was good at writing. So it's like, well, kind of path of least resistance. I'll just go and focus on journalism, and that's what my degree was in. I worked in newspapers, magazines for a while, and then gradually transitioned over into writing fiction and for National Geographic and also nonfiction. So the different you know, fact-based books, but all of it's got it's, – it's, I try and make it fun and engaging for kids.
3: Crispin Boyer with us today. He joins us here on our big program. So you have incorporated facts and information that have been vetted by Greek historians into this into this fiction series. What is next for you as an author? What, what are you planning on tackling next? Well, I'm always...
2: I always got some projects, uh, in, in the wings. You know, this is book four of the Zeus series and I just actually finished book five and turned it in. So that feels good. (laughs) It's always nice to have a project done. So there's definitely a fifth book. And and then, you know, they have, um, some other, uh, I'm going to get more back into the nonfiction books for National Geographic for a while. I got some stuff in, in the works about pirates and, uh, uh, and that's always, you know, another fascinating topic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, as a writer, as a freelance writer, I always like to have at least a couple of projects waiting for me. And, you know, sometimes it means I'm, I'm on deadlines, maybe more than I would like to be. But uh, it's better than sitting around staring at the wall.
3: <laughs> You're amazing, my friend. Thank you for doing <laughs> this. Before we let you go, uh, how do people get in touch with you online, social media, the websites, buy the book, everything?
2: Well, you can go to com. That's your one-stop shop for everything Zeus, and uh, you'll you'll see the books. You can play some online games. You can read more about ancient history. Um, Or you can just go to Amazon and put in my name, Crispin Boyer, and see all the other stuff I've done.
3: Good stuff, my friend. I appreciate it, and thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Crispin.
2: Thank you. Have a great day.
3: Appreciate it, brother. There he goes, and there we go.
4: ...sending that radio show on the map. Hold on to your seats, it might get scary. Shout out to Big Ross and the homie Ninja Larry. It's a comical grab bag, you never know what you get. Everything from rappers, street fighters, and misfits. The show is not staged, man, it's as real as it gets. He's even had porn stars slashing tits and beers clips. All of this and more shit, you might catch your moms on an episode of JiggyJaguar.com. Jiggy Jiggy Jaguar dot com. Jiggy Jiggy Jaguar dot Jiggy Jiggy Jaguar www.jiggyjaguar.com.
3: Yes, indeed, it is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeart Radio today, and we have got. A great guest that we are going to go to here in just a few moments. I've got to, um, I've got to move things around. I've got to make all sorts of weird stuff happen here because we're we're doing a call on Facebook Messenger. Um, so we are going to call our guest on Facebook Messenger. So this, this, this is always. This is always a uh, a sticky situation, technology-wise, but uh, we are going to see if we can get our guest in here, and there he is, the uh, biggest star in the business. Don't believe him. Just ask him. He'll tell you. Uh, we have got <laughs> Kurt Gannon with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, and uh, we are... Just pleased as punch to have him on with us today. He is fantastic. And uh, so, Kurt, tell me a little bit about how you got started uh, in the pro wrestling business. Because you have quite the little story, my friend.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, uh, So to to kind of get things started, like, you know, with uh, how I got into it was uh, when I was 18, um, I actually... Well, I guess you could go say, got a little further back than that. Um, I got hooked on wrestling when I was a kid. I was about nine years old. Uh, I was really big on Sting. Snowballed from there. As soon awesome. as I was like, as soon as I seen Sting, um, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. So snowballed from there until I uh, got about 18 years old, until I uh, got introduced to the guys that ran the XWC in Roytown, Missouri. Um, I wow. started, doing, started doing some stuff with them. Uh trained with them for a little while, and then after that, I moved over to uh, Trevor Murdoch's school uh, when he had his school from next to Kansas.
3: That's awesome.
5: Uh, trained with Trevor for a while, and then, uh, then it- – after Trevor ended up closing down the school, uh, I started training with Derek Stone, who is uh one of the <laughs> Another awesome
3: guy. Yep.
5: Yeah. He was also one of the original head trainers for Harley Race's school. So that's uh that's kind of my little like little training getting into it really get going story. So
3: Okay, well that that, that explains a heck of a lot. If if you're training with Derek Stone, that's why you are just as strong as a brick shed house, my friend. <laughs> because <laughs> i have i have seen you uh on the hoisington shows and some of these other places that i've seen you work and uh just the fact that you're able to get these guys up uh like you are and and granted you know we all understand it's 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 professional wrestling so there's a little bit of help but good god some of the guys that you're throwing around in their brother <laughs> it is it is something else
5: yeah, yeah, I, uh I, oh, I mean, I naturally too. I just, uh, you know, in my family—that's kind of like a strength thing—is just kind of a freaking yeah. nature thing. Like all the guys in my family are pretty strong. So I mean, and then obviously adding working out on top of that—that that, that helps a lot. So, but, uh but yeah, yeah. And I, I, I mean, it's, it's been, it's fun. You know, you're sitting there throwing around these big guys, and you get that big pop from the crowd because you know people are like, "Holy crap!" Like, how do you do that? So
3: yeah, so. What 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 form of Sting got you into the business? Was it the Crow Sting, the Surfer Sting? WCW uh, screwed actually... him up in nineteen ninety Sting. What <laughs> what version of Sting?
5: Well, I I started watching when I was nine, um, which was during the NWO versus the the Crow. Uh, oh, crow, uh, that's giving. awesome. Yep. Um, I was. I, I got introduced to horror movies when I was a lot younger you know my my parents let me watch it you know and all that good stuff and you know covered my eyes during the bad parts all that good stuff oh
6: yeah but anyway
5: oh, yeah. I, I was really big on the crow like growing up and uh, uh, you know my brother got with me one day was like hey man he said you should check out Sting he's doing like this new crow gimmick on wrestling coming in just beating <laughs> the crap out of everybody so checked it out and you know restless history
3: that's great we have got Kurt Gannon with us today Kurt is going to be part of a huge show in Wichita, Kansas, on February 27th. He is going to be on World Class Pro Wrestling's Clash at the Cotillion number six. Ironically, it's called This Is Sting. And uh, <laughs> so, you have traveled all over the country to wrestle. What what has been some of the different? uh reactions that you've gotten from the crowd and because when when they see you walk in you know you're like a little fireplug brother and then you get in there and you're picking these guys up and throwing them all over the place you one of the things I like about just your wrestling in general is that you look like a pro wrestler there are so many guys that I have seen especially uh, locally uh here in Kansas that they, they don't look like pro wrestlers, but they sure as hell want to be pro wrestlers. <laughs> and with you, you look, you look the part brother.
5: Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I definitely try to put in the work and, uh, uh, you know, I, cause I'm a firm believer and, and, you know if you're going to be out there doing pro wrestling and, you know, you need to look like any other type of like combat, like professional, you don't have to yep. be jacked to the gills, but you need, you need to look athletic. Like you, you know, you can, you can be a smaller guy and be toned up or a smaller girl and be yep. toned up or something. But yep. I, I mean, I'm just very big on that. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely try to put in a lot of work, and uh, you know, I'm usually at the gym five days a week, and I I do martial arts, so I'm training that uh, two to three times a week, and uh, yeah, that's great, uh, definitely, definitely.
3: So, when when you first started doing pro wrestling, did you always want to be a power guy, or did or did that kind of did you come into that? How, Cause I I've I've been around a lot of you guys, and sometimes. What you start out in wrestling and what you end up being in wrestling are two completely different things.
5: Yeah, I uh, definitely complete opposite what I started at. Uh, You know, I'm 250 pounds now. Um, When I started when I was 18, I was 190 pounds. Um, I used to do a lot of high-flying stuff. I used to do springboards, you know, moonsaults, uh, you know, all the get-up-top and do all the crazy stuff and do the the, the super – you know, indie spot stuff all over the place, flippy and everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, somewhere along the line, I was like, man, I was like, this just isn't working for me. I'm like, I, I want to do something different. And, uh, so I just started throwing people.
3: <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, That's pretty uh, badass. Yeah, I had
5: it. I had a big influence to, uh, do, um, you know, for a first started, I really wanted to be, I was really big on Christian and AJ styles and stuff like that. So I kind of mimicked my style after them. Um, I think, I think a big shock was, was one day, actually, I was just talking to my girlfriend about this. Cause we, we were watching wrestling. I was like, I used to be able to do those, uh, talking about moonsaults. But, uh, one day, uh, I was at training and I went to go do a moonsault and my, uh, my ankle clipped somehow. I went sideways. Oh, no. Instead of going straight out, I went towards the ropes, and my ankle clipped the top rope, and I almost landed on my head. Holy smokes. And after that, I was like, nope, no more flips.
3: (laughs) No more flips, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, (laughs) I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of these big guys, like Brian Cage and some of these guys that are doing all the flips and all the stuff, and I just... I just always get a little scared because I'm like, they're a huge guy flying around, and yeah. you could end up doing something to your ankle or your neck or whatever the hell. So I I think it was smart that that you went with you know what 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 has worked for you. I I think that's great. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I. Uh... You know, I, I know some of the, I, I got some friends that are pretty big guys that, you know, like to do a little bit of, you know, flippy stuff here and there and, you know, more power to them if that's what they want to do. But I, I'm just like, you know, I, I feel like y- y- you can still get over very well without having yes. to do that stuff if you're a bigger guy. Yeah. Um, Like like Brian Cage, like amazing athlete, but uh, I feel like he doesn't have to if he didn't want no. to, to do all this flippy, flippy stuff because he's he's a beast. Yeah. And uh um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't, It's, it's, I guess it's just different now, I guess. Cause you get, you know, all these big guys want to try to do the stuff just to show they can, but at the same time, you know, I remember big shit saying in an interview one time that just because I can do it doesn't mean I should.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much. So we have got a great guest with us today. Kirk Gannon joins us here in our broadcast and he is going to be part of clash at the cotillion number six. It is, uh, this is staying. It's going to be at the Cotillion Ballroom in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, this is going to be a tremendous event, February twenty seventh. And uh, when you got the call that you were going to be on this show, what 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 did what did you think, man?
5: Uh, I was psyched. Um, I mean, I've worked for Jerry before. I enjoy yeah. working for Jerry Bostic. Yeah. Um, Jerry, Jerry's a great guy, and he always puts on good shows. Um, but yeah, I was psyched. I mean, you know the little kid in me is like jumping around because I'm like, oh man, I get to
3: get you to meet get to the meet the stinger. yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I mean I, I'm pretty I'm always pretty professional when I gotta work on big names that you yeah. know, work with big name Buffin, which I will be as well. Oh, you know, yeah. sting, but oh yeah, but like I said, on the inside, there's a little kid jumping around going,
3: "Holy crap, holy crap, <laughs> I know I know. Well, the I got to interview demolition at a uh, World Wrestling Express show a couple years ago. And after I do interviews, I always get a photo with everybody. And I asked him after the interview, I said, hey, can we get a photo? And they both stand up, and everybody in that locker room starts calling me a mark and all this other stuff. <laughs> and Demolition Smash cut everybody off, and Barry Dorso looked at those guys, and he goes, hey, when is he ever going to meet us ever Again, he's like, if he wants a photo, who gives a shit? And yeah, then, yeah. and then, like clockwork, and of course, you you know what I'm getting ready to say, like clockwork, all the boys jump up, and they immediately are like, hey, hey, man, can I get a photo with you guys too? <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know, I i one of the things I've always liked about pro wrestling is that you know, especially like guys like you, you got into pro wrestling by watching a lot of these guys. So they're yeah, not yeah. – they, they don't they care if you want a photo with them or shake their hand or whatever. It, it's – but I, I think that's cool that you're going to be on this show. So you've got this, and then you also uh, wrestle for AWR. You're the current AWR champion. Um, yep, yep. One of the things that I noticed uh, that they put out, uh, I don't know, probably a, a day or two after you um, – had won the belt out there that you were going to start doing open challenges at some yeah, of these yeah. shows. Um, You know, I think that is the coolest idea because it's one of those things that you never know who's going to come out. And a lot of times I mean, it's guys that aren't regular guys on the roster. What, what What do you think of that part of it as far as pro wrestling with the open challenges and things like that? Uh, you know
5: it was something that i i thought would be really cool so i'm like man i'm just gonna throw it out there you know and uh because uh, it's it, like you said it's gonna keep things fresh you know yeah. you never know who could come in and and uh step up and take the challenge for it um and you know we made it clear that you know i excuse me i made it clear that it needs to be it doesn't have to be anybody in the locker room it can be yeah. anybody outside the locker room um so anybody wants to hit up you know they hit them up over at awr and say hey we want a shot and you know they they want to book it then let's let's do it um you know we, we got some ones coming up you know a lot of people that keep coming in coming out and uh you know like the in the next show we're gonna I bel- yeah I, I believe yeah it's a uh, congo kong is coming in
3: yes i saw that and, i saw that on the I post know,
5: I told him if Congo wants a shot, man, I am okay. Like I love, I love throwing. Those I big think guys, that man.
3: would be fantastic. You, you and him would be great because uh, uh, he's. I met him at one of the one of the Hoisington shows fairly recently, and he's such a cool guy backstage. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just, he's he's like a lot of you guys. He just just wants to do pro wrestling, have a good time.
7: Yeah, yeah. It. it
3: <laughs> there's, there's a lot of these guys that take themselves way too seriously. And I'm oh, yeah, sure you yeah. have bumped into a bunch of these guys in various locker rooms around the country. And, yeah, and I yeah. I just always find it so strange. Cause I'm like, guys, we're all here. Cause we're all wrestling fans,
5: man. It's, it's, a, it's sometimes <laughs> it's just an ego thing. And you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of egos in locker room, man. It's uh. You know, you could be the most respectful person, and still somebody's not gonna like you. Like it's it's crazy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
5: a, lot of, a lot of testosterone, a lot of egos. Like I, uh, you know, it's. Well, even even some of the women, you know, some of the the women, they all they all. Get egos <laughs> a little bit too, so, yeah. So, it it goes it goes both ways, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it, it can be kind of crazy on on how people kind of are. So.
3: Well, Kirk Gannon joins us today here in our program. He's going to be part of a big show on February 27th at the Cotillion Ballroom. World-Class Pro Wrestling is bringing Clash at the Cotillion number 6. This is Sting, and uh, this is just a tremendous show. You've got a little bit of everybody from all over the state of Kansas and Missouri and Oklahoma, and... um, I guess as we kind of wrap up here with you, my friend, take me through kind of some of what you do as far as your workout because I see a lot of you. You post some photos and videos every once in a while online. Are Are you training like a bodybuilder with with the with the the high reps and the and the low sets, or are you doing more of a strength workout? how How, how does your workout look? Uh, so
5: usually, how I train is a uh... I, I do uh, what I call pyramids. Um, so I, I start with a higher rep, and as I'm going down in reps, I start increasing the weight. Um, it helps and it helps with the building size and or, you know lean mass, and it helps with the building strength as well. Um, but I'll usually start at maybe about 12 and go down to work my way down to about 8 to 6 on the last rep. Uh, awesome. Or excuse me, the last set. Um, so that's usually how i do it um and i kind of split up my my muscle workouts um I, I i i go to school for personal training and stuff too on the side besides yeah doing wrestling so yeah i have a whole like routine on how i got it set out so when i go to the gym i get it all done there uh we' we'll try to get some cardio stuff in when i can um obviously because that's important with wrestling oh yeah um and then then the, you know, like I said, I in the evenings, uh, some evenings too, uh, I do the martial arts training. Um, so that actually helps with the cardio as well.
3: That's awesome. Well, Kurt, you have been a pleasure, my friend. This has been fun. And uh I look forward to chatting with you again. Good luck at the uh at the February twenty-seventh show for world class down there at the cotillion. And uh, thanks for taking some time out of your busy Sunday, brother, and chatting with us today. Really appreciate it.
5: Yeah, no problem. thank you for having me on.
3: Yeah, no problem, brother. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, man. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it, brother. Right? There he goes. Yeah. That is Kurt Gannon. And uh, he is fantastic. He is going to be part of this big show, Cotillion in Wichita, Kansas, coming up Uh I think it's next weekend, actually, February 27th. And uh, we look forward to chatting with Kurt Moore uh, here on our big program. And we are going to take a timeout. When we come back, we have got more coming up. It is your Sunday radio show back here in a few moments. Oh, oh. It's so
4: much
8: better than the bottom. The bottom. So much better than the bottom.
3: Hey, what's going on, my friend? Jason, Hello. are you there? Can, can you hear whoop, us? Whoop, whoop. I think we might have yep. him. Hold on. Um, there he is. Hello. Jason, how are you, sir? That's good, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good, actually. Uh, we have got our next guest with us today here on International Live. Jason Shand is with us. He is amazing. And uh, he always has a really cool background every time we call him. I I, I, I don't know where he gets these these backgrounds from, but uh, but we, he always calls us from really cool fucking places. And uh, we have got a great, great deal today. So, Jason, you have been getting a lot of praise lately. Tell me a little bit about some of the different uh, praise you've been getting on some of your music, man. You've been getting some good stuff out there.
0: Well, um, my single is number one on both the world and uh, European indie charts. Yes. Uh, the, the Petty Narcissist. Uh, I'm pretty psyched. It's, uh, it's, it's, I I can't complain. And, <laughs> and the album, uh, some reviews are coming out. Hopefully they like it, you know, but I'm pretty psyched. I'm pretty pumped up, you know.
3: Well I'll tell you you should be very proud of yourself because you have put in a lot of time and a lot of effort uh, yes. with this with this music and and if you want to get more information it's jasonshand.com. He's also on the uh, oh he's on the on Instagram
0: uh, Jason Shand music uh, Facebook Jason Shand music. TikTok Jason Shand music.
3: And you're doing the TikTok thing. How is how has that been? You know what?
0: I'm I I, I have a, a friend's nephew doing it for me because I have no idea all about that at all about that stuff. So, I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, that's hey, at, le- at least you're honest, baby. At least you're I, honest yeah. on all that. The <laughs> yes. uh, but the,
0: the the I am really 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 flattered that this song this is my first number one single so yes you know i can't complain
3: well it is Uh, it is fantastic we have got jason shand with us today he joins us here on our big program and the petty narcissist is uh the latest from him it is a tremendous track and uh we are going to play it here in just a few tell me about the Production process and, and everything that you've done to bring this together. Ooh,
0: uh, you know what? This one, we all the band and myself, uh, a five piece band. We went into the studio. What you're hearing is, is is all of us playing at the same time, and I that that vocal track is pretty much one almost one take. Wow, and, really. Yeah. And uh, and the work other other the work around that was you know the strings and keyboards and this trumpet you know other stuff to add on and then there's mixing, and it came out it came out fantastic. Wow! It it, it it was my you know sometimes you have a vision of of a song, and you know those the snowball goes goes down the mountain and when it gets down to the bottom you're like what what happened what was my original intent? <laughs> uh, thankfully. Thankfully with this, uh, my, my, my vision stayed true.
3: That's awesome. Well, we are going to do this. I'm going to put you on hold here on Skype. We are going to play this track. And when we come back, we have got more here on international live with Jason Shan as the petty narcissist right now here on our big, big program back here in just a few moments with Jason Shan, get more information, Jason I in music. In the .com.
4: Wondering If you're calm Around there's been a strong wind blowing in uncertainty towards us there's a quick slick get away from something that is feeling wrong It's a long way down I can see you stand in judgment. Of me, I can feel the Arctic Ocean in your soul. It's
3: Is the petty narcissist that is our guest today, Jason Shand? He joins us back live here on our big program. He is going to join us here in just a few seconds here via the magic of the old Skip Skype. Yes, the old Skype Rooney. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who is busier than a uh, ferret in a Jello fight. Jason Shand. He joins us Me. today here on our big broadcast. So what of uh? you've been getting a lot of praise for this petty narcissist song um is is yes. this one of the is is this a song that you have gotten the most praise on in the past or uh yes uh there's a i have a yes
0: yeah, so for now yeah I mean it's number one so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's also you know it's Maybe it struck a chord because it's one of the, one of my more more personal songs on the yeah. album, and uh, it's yeah very personal. That's it's awesome. it's it's a lot of pain went into writing that song, and the person was a narcissist. <laughs> the person uh, that I had a relationship with, and very cold and judgmental, and you know what? But but we mended fences, uh, and things are so there's that it's just a good
3: song to me now that the pain that went into it, it's no longer there that's awesome that's awesome yeah. so um this next song that we're going to play here in a few moments to be in love with you this is a uh, hell of a track tell me Thank about you. the uh writing process production process everything to bring this song to life
0: writing process well uh i I was going, I was interested in someone, and it was going nowhere, and I knew it, but I kept trying and trying, and it and it, it was a dead end, and that was the inspiration to write the song, I want to be in love with you, but I can't, because you're never going to be there for me, and <laughs> same thing with this song, we were in the studio, and a lot of that is just live, it's all live, you know, when I first was embarking on this album, I thought I was going to go more in a... um. Uh, a, a pop, you know, with, with program beats, kind of like what Taylor Swift kind of does now with her her direction. And I, I like pop music. But then we all were in the room together and you know it's a rock band and oh there's this energy that is undeniable. And this just like Petty Narcissist was one of the songs that you know came to life right there. And then a few overdubs of keyboards and same yeah same production process on this one
3: awesome well we are going to do this check out jason ShandMusic.com. that's jason shand uh, no jason
0: jasonshand.com
3: jason, jason shand.com shand. okay i got it i i stand corrected sorry about that sir social media handles are jason shand music look at that okay i'm getting everything uh i'm getting everything swapped uh, I, together you,
0: i still love you it's great <laughs>
3: Well, we are going to do this. It is to be in love with you, and when we come back, we have got more coming up with the biggest superstar in the business, Mr. Jason Shand. We got more (laughs) coming up on our big program. It is a fantastic, fantastic tune. It is to be in love with you, and it's right now here on our big program.
4: I want to be... In love with you I want
3: jason shand get a hold of him online at Jasonshand.com. that is Jasonshand.com. or you can find him on the the web jason shand music jason back with us here on our big broadcast and uh, jason is amazing i love jason he oh, is great I love you too and <laughs> uh you. you just you just put some really good music out there it's like Feel good music. It, it, you, you, you're not trying to be anything you're not. I, I just think it's great, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, okay. you have got some really good stuff going on. What what is what is next for you? What 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 do you have coming up?
0: I'm going to be on the the CBS morning show, which was scheduled last time we spoke, but it got pushed back to either during the week. Or, for sure, next Saturday, the – what's today? The 21, 2, 3, 4, 5, the 26th.
3: That's awesome.
0: So I'm also appearing on Tamron Hall. Wow. Uh, a, A few different things. Tamron Hall. Hmm. A couple other things. Like, you
3: are so busy, you can't keep track of all your appearances. Congratulations! Congratulations, baby. Because I'll tell you that 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 is the mark of a of a successful busy musician. You have so many damn appearances, you can't keep track of them all. Congratulations, sir. Can't keep track. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, um, Jason Shand with us today. He is great, and um, so. What do you have uh, as far as music uh, coming up? Are, are you writing anything new or are you just kind of on the wave of the petty narcissist and everything or or what's going well, on here? The petty narcissist album
0: came out January 21st. So it's brand, brand new. And there are yeah. f- 14 tracks on that, that, that album. My goal with those 14 tracks was to cater to this single driven era I wanted to, my fantasy was to make an album that every single song is a single, <laughs>
7: but at, the same,
0: no, really, but at the same time, then we're old school is, you know, when you have an album where each song flows into the other and gives the listener a sonic story, storytelling ride from one end to the, to the, to, the, to from the beginning to the end. And yep, that was yep. my goal as well. And I'd like to think I succeeded. I think every song Intentionally is a potential single that was my fantasy and I and I I think I made it happen. So But to answer your question, I have other things That I've been writing I I write a lot. So yeah, uh, I have uh, uh, It's it's hard to be patient because now I have to ride the wave of this album Whereas I have some new 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 stuff that I can't wait to share with the uh, the audience and yeah, so but I have to be patient that's great that's not great. a problem to have
3: no no and I'll tell you to, to, to be as successful as you are at all the different stuff you're doing you you have definitely put the time in brother that's that that is that is tremendous yeah' it's um, been a long, it's been a long road. the last track we're gonna hear today is what I want tell me uh-huh. a little bit about this track and then we're gonna play it and uh and let you go for the day my man
0: okay um as I was telling you, the two other tracks were the band in the studio live and the rock. This track was originally it was is more in line with what I had in mind for the my vision of the album, more in a, a pop kind of thing. Yeah. So th- this is a four to the floor dance groove that that and and it's it's uh, it's a rock it's it's rock, but it's 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 a it's it's a European rock song. Uh, the, the subject matter, I, 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 wa- I was trying to write some the most eloquent love song I could, the most, you know, poetic. And what happened, it turned really twisted because I used to have a stalker <laughs> in my life. And uh, so it became a song through that person's uh, viewpoint. So if you just heard the song on the surface you'll think oh it's a it's a love song you know but underneath it and you might be able to tell with the arrangement it's kind of twisted uh yeah so that's that's the story with what I want that's awesome
3: oh by the way and 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 it's... and I and I'm sure that 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 this is probably nothing but it looks like there's someone behind you on Skype getting ready to assassinate you <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother
0: doing dishes. Why is he here right now? When I told him I would be doing an interview. I, I, <laughs>
3: hey, 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 I'll tell you, I'm glad it's not an assassin because, <laughs> uh, because we, 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 need to make sure that you get to all your appearances. So that's good. Well, uh, well, Jason, uh, thanks for doing this. We're going to play what I want, uh, here on our big program. And, uh, Give give my regards to your brother back there with the dishes and uh right. I will I will talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, definitely, brother. good great Thanks. music, great time. Thank you, man. There okay. he goes. That Enjoy. is Jason shand He is tremendous. And we are going to go to what I want and it it's here on our forever, big program.
4: You love forever. It's breaking my
3: live here on our big broadcast we are coast to coast we are border to border on iHeartRadio today amfm247.com tune in itunes and we've got a great guest joining us today well, i'm sitting here with a linguist i had no idea i, love I didn't that. know you were in, but i didn't know that you were a wordsmith
5: <laughs> call jiggy right now 267-22-JIGGY
9: Chiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next edition of the world famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast live as live can get from the KJag radio studios in downtown Hutchinson, Kansas. We are live Monday through Friday, 2 Eastern, 12 Pacific and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard from JiggyJaguar.com. Well, Tune in apps. Of course, our own app is available in both the app stores. Download our podcast on iHeartRadio or on TalkShoe. Live video via Twitch and our website at ji com. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And you can also find us each and every week on iHeartRadio. Broadcasting on the Roku via the AM-FM 24-7 network each and every week and the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous friends over there at MyPillow. That is right. Save. Save some big-time money when you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code J-I-G-G-Y. Save 30% on all the great MyPillow products. Fairly recently, we got some my pillows, and these things are absolutely amazing. A lot of people say my. A lot of people say our next guest is fantastic, and I have to agree. We have got a great guest joining us here in just a few moments here on our big broadcast. And uh, before we bring in our next guest, you can uh, find him on Twitter. He is at It's Julian King. He's also on Instagram as well. Facebook, Spotify, and YouTube. And acclaimed singer and musician Julian King has created another viral moment, fresh off 2 million plus views of his now infamous and famous impromptu double-dutch viral moment on Instagram. Julian King is uh, formerly of The Voice, and has once again proven that there is more to him than just being a pretty face and a unique voice. This guy has some style, and we have got a great guest with us today. He joins us here on the telephone. Julian, welcome to the uh, big broadcast. Thanks for joining us, my friend.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me, man.
3: Now, tell me a little bit about what you've been up to besides making a lot of news on the internet because i'll tell you two million plus views is absolutely amazing tell me a little bit about this
1: (laughs) right right so i mean i was on vacation i pick up a piano i was already in west philadelphia i saw um girls outside playing double dutch and in a split second i ended up asking them for a jump i recorded it and like posted it and it was just like a a fun, cool thing that I used to do from my childhood. And I woke up the next day and my phone was like practically dead. Um because of all the tweets and retweets and comments and everything. Um and since then I was able to have like a community event which I invited the city of Philadelphia out and we jumped and we listened to music. I premiered my new single that day and it's just been a fantastic ride ever since.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got a uh Great guest with us today. He joins us live coast-to-coast and border-to-border on iHeartRadio today. Also, amfm247.com, the Sunday radio show as well. And we have got acclaimed singer and musician Julian King with us today. So, Julian, you have been doing a lot of things recently with social media. You've been in Vogue. There's all sorts of stuff going on, my friend. How, how, do, how do you keep up the pace here?
1: Uh, I mean, I keep up the pace. I feel like I was – this is something that I've been doing since high school. So I'm not – I love fast-paced life. Um, but the parts of me that remind me that I'm human and that I'm just a regular guy um, help keep me balanced. So I have a puppy, a mini Labradoodle. His name is Miyaki. He's about four and a half months. He keeps me grounded he keeps me outside in the fresh air he keeps me on my toes and it allows me an escape from like the world that you guys see me in uh but it's been nothing but like really really cool blessings come out of way ever since the viral video and the vogue publication I kind of put my hands in a lot of projects not only with my own personal music but also writing and producing other artists as well as community events and I'm excited like life is life is pretty good.
3: That's awesome. That's awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. Julian King joins us here on our big program, and uh, he is tremendous. And he's with us today here on our big broadcast. So you've been working with a lot of different folks. Tell me a little bit about some of these music industry veterans you're working with. Jimmy Mainz, Kevin Kyman. Tell us a little bit about some of the different things that you're, uh, you're working with these guys on.
1: Yeah, no, I'm super blessed to be connected with my management, Uh, Kevin and Jimmy and JoJo. These guys have handled everyone from Trey Song, Big Sean, to Mace, everyone that you can even think of. Um, And I'm really blessed to kind of be connected with them because we're kind of seeing different realizations of our dreams being brought together with each other. Um, And I've also been fortunate to work with other artists like... Um, Selena Johnson and Monica and John Legend. Um, so I I feel like I'm qualified and I feel like I'm able to be in this space. And I'm really glad that Kevin and Jimmy and JoJo, they're walking me into this room that they believe that I should be in. And it's been an incredible partnership. Like I consider them guys my brothers, like my true brothers. And I'm excited to see that my life is, is going on the up. And it's with them. You know, it's it's nice to have nice, genuine people who love you and believe in you. Um, and also who are music industry veterans and icons, you know, very well respected. And it just makes for easy and great conversations. And I can't wait to see the rest of my journey, like, roll out with them in it.
3: Fantastic. Now, we have got your latest single here, Gone Do. Tell me a little bit about this.
1: So Gone do. It was funny. I was playing stage with my friends, and one of my friends invited uh, this guy over. And, you know, when you kind of, like, lock eyes and you kind of see that someone's interested, you kind of, like, play the tennis court, trying to see who's going to look the most and who's going to actually say something and who's going to start a conversation. And that song was kind of birthed from that. Um, birthed from being in a situation where you feel like you feel the tension and the energy, and you're just trying to figure out which one of y'all is gonna do something? <laughs> um, nice. And it's a it's a fun vibe. It's something I dance to. It's something I can't wait to perform live. Um, and I'm really excited about it. It also has a bit of nostalgia from the sample that's used, but also a little bit of uh, currency because Pop Smoke also used it. And now I get to take my spin on it and put my perspective and bring it to the world.
3: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we are gonna play "Gone Do." Uh, before we do that, and we let you go, my friend. How do people get in touch with you on social media, the websites? Uh, get get involved with your music, buy your By music. Way,
1: I'm really active.
3: I'm on active. I'm active on Instagram and Twitter um, at it's
1: Julian King. So the at sign I T S J U L I A N K I N G, and then I'm also on. TikTok, and Julian it's Julian King, but with an extra G at the end. So I-T-S-J-U-L-I-A-N-K-I-N-G-G. Um, would love to hear from you guys. And there's some really cool content that I have surrounding the single "Gondu" coming up. And I'm also having plans for new music coming at the top of the year, so I'm excited.
3: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, we are going to get to the song. Thanks for doing this, brother. I really appreciate the time. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much. Thank, thank, you, you. thank have, you. Have yourself a wonderful day, brother. Thank you. There he goes. That is Julian King. It's gone due. And it's here on your oh, uh,
8: Didn't need to think about anything. Your body language make you feel irrelevant. I thought my Jesus wasn't going to give me any play. And now you're looking at me like you got the energy. Time you stand, so you grab mine. sit your neck and did not a reason that it came to be. Said the morning jee. Now that we the lockdowns, I don't wanna compromise. Sit back, relax, and watch me. Watch what I'ma do, 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 do. So you can watch us how. Show me what you're yeah, gonna yeah. do.
10: This is a friend of mine Keaton and I just want to introduce him as you know an awesome upcoming artist he's been doing this for a while but I'm gonna let him explain all about uh, tell us when you actually first started Keaton
11: well I first started man because uh, he was in music so he kept me around music all my life you know he kept me around studios and all his friends did music so We went over to one of his friend's house one night, and uh, his kids was doing some uh, music on his friend's equipment, and they tried to get me to rap. I was like eight, nine years old. I couldn't do it. So I said, uh, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna gonna, gonna practice, and uh, next time they hear me, uh, they're gonna gonna be like, yeah, 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 he's the shit. So years later, it took me years later, years much years later to when I was like a teenager so we were uh got into a group called two kings productions and uh uh later they got to hear my music again at that time and now they they gave their blessing at that point and so at that point I kept going with it within that within that group two kings productions and uh from 2011 we started doing shows and uh Things didn't work out. 2017. What's
10: going on? No, you're okay. Go ahead.
11: 2017, I became solo. K Dog the Ace, and uh, put out my first project, "Long Live, Long Live the Ace." You can uh, catch that on SoundCloud, YouTube, and uh, put out my second project in 2020, "Ace Amongst Kings." You can get that on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify. Um and now awesome. I'm just putting out singles <laughs> putting out singles I got two singles coming up
10: No uh, Kato, Yeah I was going to say you have some shows coming up don't you
11: I got a show coming up you know what I mean we're just coming back from covid So uh I got a show coming up August 27th Auburn right. Auburn Washington uh location TBA to be announced uh you can check my socials uh, Keaton Hampton, Facebook, or you can get me on, uh, the ACE official, uh, IG or K-Dogs official Twitter or the ACE official on Snapchat as well. Um, you can DM me, personal message me, uh, get at me on any of those platforms.
10: Awesome. Well, I. Uh- Keaton I'm definitely gonna keep up with you about that so that way um, I I want to try to go and uh, we'll try to get some of that on the air and um, you know this is just so great that we finally could connect and get you on here cuz I know we've been talking about it for a minute
11: most definitely most definitely I, I appreciate yeah. you I appreciate you uh, extending all the branch and uh, getting me on
10: yes now, hey, just a quick uh, overall. Who was who was some of the musicians and artists that you looked up to, that kind of helped, you know, focus your choice.
11: Uh, I mean, there's a great list, but uh, I mean, just to sum it sum it up: uh, Tupac, uh, Ice Cube,
10: yeah,
11: well, uh, Tag Nine.
10: Um, yeah, uh, for listening. Cause I, I, uh, hope to go ahead and replay this on my channels as well. And, um, so glad that you could finally meet James. Hi, James over there. So I've been telling him about you. So, uh, this is awesome. And, um, you know, James, did you have any questions? And no, I- he's, <laughs> he's,
3: he's, he's your guest, my friend. I'm just here running the board for you.
10: Well, uh you
3: know Hey James,
11: I'm not a stranger, man. You can you you can holler at me too anytime, man. Thanks for having me
3: on your show.
10: That's great.
3: Okay. Well, um, well Yeah You have anything else, Lena, or are we or are, or are, are we done here?
10: Um, I was just Well, you know, I think originally uh you know, we were gonna do something live and then um it's just been so crazy sporadic coming back from COVID that I didn't want to put him on the spot, but um, maybe, Keaton, maybe we could have you on again, you know, and then I am going to try to catch your show. So, uh, most once definitely, again-
9: most definitely,
10: Yeah, could we go ahead once again and get, um, you know, where where they can uh, find you at and listen to you, and so-
11: It's Keaton I- Hampton on Facebook. Uh, K Dog the Ace I also got a K Dog the Ace music page on Facebook. It's the Ace official on IG and Snapchat. It's K Dogs official, K D A W G apostrophe S official on uh, Twitter. And uh, K Dog the Ace on YouTube. K Dog the Ace on Spotify, all platforms. Just K Dog the Ace, K hyphen. T-A-W-G-T-H-A-A-C-E on all platforms. Check me out.
10: Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Keaton. Thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, um, it'll be just so great to uh, come and see you live and uh, your performance. And let's just start getting you out there.
11: Most definitely. Most definitely. Stay up with me. Thank you.
3: That's yes. awesome. Well, well, well. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.
11: I appreciate you. Thank I appreciate you, guys. You. Have, have a blessed Sunday.
3: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that is K Dog the Ace. And right now, it is a track from K Dog the Ace. Give me a beat, make it boom. Give me a penny and pad in the room. Full of bad bitches and drinking, mix this shit up with my shrooms. I It's K, dog, baby. Let's
9: get in. Turn it up. Let's go. Give me a beat, make that boom Give me yeah. a pen and pad in the room Full of bad bitches Some drink and mix that shit up yeah. with my shrooms Give me a beat, make that boom Give me a pen and pad in the room Full of bad bitches Some weed and mix that shit up with my shrooms uh-huh. Give me a beat, make that shit bang By tomorrow, remember your name What I drink takes care of your pain What I spark, that's medical chain Get them thoughts outside of your brain Get out of your mind, don't get out of your lane Beat your ass if you get out of line And throw it up, it's a Westside thing I'm a G, ain't no problems. on my game, just like Monopoly Game belongs to me like apostrophe Trying to get checks, fuck the economy me. They didn't compare to me, it don't bother me Got to fuck with me like Monami Drop your album, that's instant comedy When I'm on stage, the crowd get loud with me like Give me a beat, make shit boom Give me a pen and pad in a room Full of bad bitches Some drink and mix that shit up with my shrooms Give me a beat, make shit boom Give me a pen and pad in a room Full of bad bitches Some weed and mix that shit up with my shrooms Give me a beat, make shit dumb Stumbling over like you woke up drunk Ain't no need for the funk Ain't no need to pop the trunk Just enjoy the song that I came up with No need to pop your tongue Only one rule, there is no rules If you talk that shit, I'm finna dunk. Give me a beat, I'm finna go off in your face Just like a show off Every crowd I'm praying chaos They saying I'm slightly thrown off I'm harder than you know enough. If you don't fuck with me, I'll show you no love pull to turn your show out Just watch out when we show up They thought that we would grow up But we not so go up Just add this to the slot If you wanting it to go up Big shit hotter than Egypt Just watch this whole place erupt There ain't no testing these dust You know that's where I keep the heat tucked Wait a minute Y'all supposed to be turning this up. Give me a beat. Give me a beat. Give me a beat, give me a beat, make shit boom, give me a pen and pad in the room, full of bad bitch, some drink and mix that shit up with my shrooms, give me a beat, make shit boom, give me a pen and pad in the room, full of bad bitch, some weed and mix that shit up with my strooms, give me a beat, make shit boom, give me a pen and pad in the room, full of bad bitch, some drink and mix that shit up with my strooms, give me a beat, make shit boom, give me a pen and pad in the room, full of bad bitch, some weed and mix that shit up with my
5: shroom Mother does crank it. You've got Jiggy Jaguar podcasting from triple w dot
3: Oh, my God. It's like Christmas morning. Karma has once again done Jigman Freud a favor. Welcome back to the world famous Shiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. We are live coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. AMFM247.com. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast. We are live coast to coast. At 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard each and every day. four seven at jiggyjaguar.com on the TuneIn apps. And, of course, our own app is available. But the app stores, on-demand podcasts available via iHeartRadio. And selected editions will appear on amfm247.com. You can follow us on social media as well. And our daily videos are cross-posted to... YouTube rumble bitch shoot. I'm all over the place. The web is lousy with Cotolo this evening, as the good friend, as my good friend Frank Cotolo would say. However, I have to talk about some news. Now, this is gonna make a lot of people in the Wichita, Kansas area very mad. But it's called Taking a Victory Lap. There was a piece of shit, and I should say piece of shit, there was, because he's not alive anymore, Um, but there was a guy by the name, and we've talked about him on this show I don't know on how many occasions, Uh, there was a guy by the name of Kenny Bollinger, now Kenny, um had a venue called Lizard's Lounge a few years ago, and then he, of course, had the thing called the Elbow Room, which I was banned from. By the way, I never, ever have stepped foot into the Elbow Room, so I don't know how I can be banned from a place that I've never been to and probably never will go to. Although, since he's dead, can I go there now? Hmm. I might be able to go there now, now that he's fucking dead. Now that he's fucking worm food. Okay, here's the deal. We, when we started this um, adventure called KJag Radio and the Jiggy Jaguar Show, I began trying to recruit musicians and artists and different things. And at some point, I had gotten wind of Kenny Bollinger. And I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to get some things going. Well, he developed some weird hatred for me for some reason. Just really weird hatred for some reason. Well, eventually, he would start bad-mouthing me to bands. He'd start bad-mouthing me to venues. Now, this guy didn't like anybody. He didn't like Thomas Lamb. He didn't like me. He He really didn't like anybody. He would routinely get on social media and bash all sorts of different bands, all sorts of various people. And so then about 2007... He helped develop a TV show called ICT Live, which was supposed to run competition to Jiggy Jag TV. Now, of course, he's not real smart because they they paid Fox Kansas to run this show on Saturday nights at 11.30. Now, why did they run it Saturday nights at 11.30? Oh, yeah, Jiggy Jag TV was on Saturday nights at 11.30. On Access TV in Saline County. Saline County! You couldn't get it, Wichita, you goddamn idiot! Well, this piece of crap um, would continue to bash me to all sorts of different people in Wichita. For whatever reason, I don't know why. And then, at one point, uh, I started interviewing bands... That would play his various venues. Now, most venues would go, hey, I'm getting some publicity. No, he got mad because I would interview his bands. His bands. Because in Kansas, it's all about me, 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 me. Which is part of the reason why I fucking hate this fucking state. So... What did I do? Well, in typical Jigman Freud fashion, I just continued to interview the bands because I knew that it bothered him because I thought, well, we're going to play stupid games. Let's play stupid games. So at a certain point, he somehow ended up buying some venues or being involved with some people who bought some venues. Well, what's funny today is I... Woke up today, and I thought, well, let's get on Facebook and start looking around. Well, I see a story. Motorcyclist hospitalized after a hit-and-run crash in South Wichita. People are searching for a vehicle to believe to have been involved in a South Wichita crash that sent a motorcyclist to the hospital before driving away. The hit-and-run happened about 1130 Wednesday near 47th Street South and Hydraulic Police tell Cake News a man in his 40s was driving east on hydraulic when a black SUV pulled out in front of him. Witnesses told officers the SUV drove off 47th Street after the collision. The motorcyclist was taken to the hospital in extremely critical condition. Investigators are looking for a black SUV with possible front end damage. Anyone with information is asked to call the Wichita Police Department or Crime Stoppers. And I'm like, okay, well, eh, some guy got hit on his bike. Well, come to find out it was my buddy Kenny Bollinger. That's a shame. I then begin to see all over Facebook the usual stuff. Oh, Kenny's my brother. He did so much for the music scene. Oh, all this dumb shit that all all these people post. What I always think is funny about Facebook, because this happened when Thomas Lamb died, came back, died again, came back. Is he dead again? No, he's back. Oh, he died again. Oh, wait, he's back. He died? He's back. I don't know. Who knows? We know Kenny Bollinger's fucking dead. That's good. I see these people that post these things about, you know, he was my brother. And then right underneath it, you have the same post from these people who go, well, you know, he's a fucking piece of shit. Because there's a search history on Facebook. So, what's funny is I go in and I see all these posts from all these people talking about, oh, you'll never be forgotten, my brother. Oh, my God, what you told me a little bit darker without you. You know, all this dumb shit that these people post. And then I see a post underneath here from a band called the Goddamn Gallows. So, this is odd, but we've seen it before. A show was supposedly booked at Barley Corns that Kenny Bollinger had no clue about. So, after we finish, we are going to perform right after so we can make it up to the people that have bought tickets and then in typical Kenny Bollinger fashion Kenny goes in and makes a post about these guys on his personal Facebook page because this is what the guy always did he would go in and make nasty comments like he went in here let's see if I can find this here and he goes, Not really sure how the fuck somebody books and sells tickets to a show without ever knowing to make contact with the venue, but we're going to make the best of a bad situation and let this rap artist who showed up tonight expecting to perform the opportunity to close the show out. Because why the fuck not? It's always venom and vile from this guy. So, Years and years ago, he developed some stupid little feud with me. And then, when I was going to be helping out K-Sun Radio, I had been going down to K-Sun Radio for probably six months to a year trying to get them lined out. I was trying to get them production computers. I was trying to get them imaging. I was trying to actually get them on the air. (laughs) Which was insane. Well, at some point, Kenny and this journalist, journalist named Miko Hayes, started to realize that, oh my God, Jiggy might get a radio show on Wichita Radio. We gotta put a stop to this. So, they got a hold of a whole bunch of different guys that Kenny had access to, and they called k over and over and over and over and over again and did all sorts of things to cause them all sorts of hell because, by God, they just had to get rid of me and get me off the First of all, it was never going to be on the air because it was a progressive talk radio station. They don't do progressive talk. They also were not really going to have a lot of white people on that channel. It was going to be blacks, Mexicans, Native Americans, people like that. I am nor black nor Mexican. If you're watching us on our website at JiggyJaguar.com, you can clearly see I'm not black. Mexican. If I was black, I'd still be dating Christy Harder. Christy Maynard as well. But um that's neither here nor there. So at a certain point, you know, this this guy you know, continued this odd little feud. And then there would be times that I would get hit up by bands that were playing his venue, and they're like, hey, we want to come on the radio show and promote it. And I'm like, I can't do it, because if I do it, I'm going to see a bunch of nasty comments from Kenny Bollinger. So we got to the point where I just had to avoid this guy. Well, then, all the different things that happened with the K-Sun thing. And then this guy proceeds to get on social media, and every chance he got, he took this little article that Miko Hayes had written on a blog, and he put it everywhere, and he made sure I knew about it. And he caused a lot of business relationships that I had, uh, people that were giving us money for advertising, um, people that I didn't even know or people that I'd had one interaction with to just have a negative thought of me. Believe me, I do not need any help having people think negative of Jigman Freud. I can do that on my own. I don't need any help. I can do that on my own. So, Kenny Boy... Uh, At one point, I had made a statement to someone, and I guess I'll make it here, and I guess that's how we'll end this today. I always said that if I had some sort of terminal disease or some, I knew time was going to be over in life. I would go purchase myself a handgun and I would buy two bullets and I would make my way to Wichita and I would find the two people and I would put a bullet in each of their heads. Well, God saved me an extra bullet. We're gonna take a timeout when we come back. We've got more coming up on the other side. It is the world famous. Ha <laughs> Jiggy Jaguar radio show. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live on iHeartRadio today and also AMFF, 24 50-plus AMFF stations across the country and around the world, live video at our website, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-O-A-R.com. And we have a fabulous, fabulous guest with us today. And we have been spotlighting some of the different races across the country with the midterms and everything coming up. And... The last couple days, we have uh, been very interested in this this race uh, in Arkansas, and we have got one of the candidates with us today. Heath Loftus is with us. Pastor, welcome to the broadcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me. So, Heath, um, tell me a little bit about why you decided to run in this race out there in Arkansas
6: uh there's a there's two major issues one was is that the uh, the election that we feel that was stolen uh after the november election occurred uh, uh being a service member having enlisted in you know, united states marine corps reserve I, I mean i feel very much uh for this country and where she's going and then to have your elected officials uh that you sent up there to washington who you know who you're doing a redress with the grievances with a uh, with the uh, the what shook out in the uh, the whole election debacle that happened, and not having your voice being heard, and then when everything flipped over and changed over, you know, and and just to add just to the despondency that uh, that many of us uh, you know felt after the house flipped, after the senate flipped, and after the white house flipped, uh, then the republicans came forth with a pro life bill, and it, it is just one of those moments where the the you know the blinders were taken off, and I began to see things for what it was: is that everything that happens in Washington is nothing but theater. And you don't, you don't get reelected for uh, solving problems. You get, you, uh, it's, it's, there's money to be made, and to uh, fundraise off of, of opposing sides, and both sides are in on it. And yeah. so it's just, we the people are just fed
3: up. Well, Pastor, I I will have to say I really admire the fact that you want to get in to politics because that is a uh, seems to be a uh, just a nasty place
6: <laughs> when it, it really is. comes down it to is. it. Man, and I tell you, in Arkansas politics, it's really nasty. It's yes.
3: Real nasty. Well, we are speaking with today a fantastic guest. Pastor Heath Loftus is with us, Republican candidate for U.S. Senate for the state of Arkansas. He is also pastor at Park Avenue Missionary Baptist Church, and uh, he joins us today here on our program. PastorHeathLoftus.com is the official website if you want to donate to the campaign or get involved with what he is doing. So, Pastor, one of the things that you mentioned earlier is this uh, election situation, and I'm starting to notice, uh, in fact, just the interview right before I had you on, I interviewed a um, really good friend of mine who is a progressive Democrat, and he is starting to question the fact that the election had some interesting things because one of the things that he brought up is the fact that Joe Biden got all these votes, but yet if you look at the way you look at polls, Bernie Sanders is the most popular Democrat and the most popular politician in the United States. How in the world did Joe Biden get all these votes? And so, Pastor, what I want you to speak to is the fact that both sides are starting to wake up to this election situation. Talk to us about right.
6: this. Well, I mean, well, from the Republican side of things, even if he did somehow miraculously get 81 million votes, which is just a stretch, yes, and in, in imagination, oh, it's, it's a big time its, itself, <laughs> we, yes. we there needs to be assurances, things that show that you know, like a paper trail, something, to, a, a receipt of some kind, to show that these. Uh, uh, you know, audited and everything that this was uh, above bar, and nobody, yep. nobody anywhere has done any of those things. And even, and like I said, even if he was legitimate, which I do not believe he is in any way, shape, or form. But even if he were, there should be a way to validate that because the, uh, yes, our our constitutional republic is really um, it's really based upon our confidence in the election process. And, and yes. if there's no, con- if there is, if there is no. Um, you know, if we if we feel um, that this is a big fraud and a scam, then you're going to dis- you're going to dissuade many people who would otherwise be active in our in our government system, uh, voting and or running for office, and you you you've, you've created a um, an authoritarian government.
3: We have got you a have great guest.
6: Devoi-
3: go, go ahead, uh, Pastor. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Go ahead, my friend.
6: No, sir. Uh, completely devoid of, of the people's voice, and that's not what that's not what either side would want, Anyways. Yes, and uh, and so there needs to be something to sh- to show for that, and I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of the states that are stepping up. That are you know that are uh, really questioning the whole election system because it's not you know it's not uh, the the you know the votes that count who it's who counts the votes, and yes. people are beginning to wake up to that.
3: We have got a great guest with this today. Heath Loftus is with us. He was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. He served in the U.S. Marine Corps from 2011 to 2017. And he joins us today here on our big program talking about this uh, U.S. Senate race in Arkansas that he is running in the uh, the primary for. Uh, so the primary is on May 24th. What have you been doing to get ready for this primary? Have you been doing a lot of, you know, door knocking and things like this? or Kind of, kind well, of tell us of a little bit about just, what you've been doing.
6: Yeah, most of it is just uh, raising awareness and, uh, and and bringing people to understand. So we did some uh, advertising at the very beginning about this time last year, just so that a lot of the uh, Republican seats, committee chairs and all that would be aware that there's there's someone out there that's running for this office, and so I've been going to a lot of the the
12: committee chair meetings
6: and stuff like that, um, and also uh, being being on shows and, and doing as much out there as I possibly can. Uh, my schedule's pretty full, cool, but I, I'm still full-time pastoring, and I'm, I'm actually out here today on my family's farm and helping a little bit there, too, so I've got just many hats I'm wearing, and so I'm just doing as best I can with what I've got. And so when I dropped it, uh, so when you know to to um, to get that R beside your name on the ballot, you know I had to drop twenty thousand dollars. And so a lot of that, that, all of that was mine. That was all my money, and it was all the money that I saved from all the government money that they gave me back (laughs) last year. (laughs) And so. Uh, so, and this is a bit of a calling too. I said, you know, Lord, if you want me to do this, you are going to have to fund it. Well, he literally, down to the very dollar, gave me twenty thousand dollars from yep. the government this well. last year. So I can't say, I can't walk away from it once he validates it.
3: Well, you have had quite the reception on social media. Talk to me a little bit about how that has gone because you, you've got a pretty good following on uh, Facebook and Twitter.
6: Well, I don't, I don't think I have much on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, I've never really on Twitter, and that that's to my detriment. I understand, uh, but I, I couldn't get I couldn't find that many conservative voices that want to stay on there, and 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 actually fight the good fight, um, because because of being outshouted by the liberal voices on Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I, I deleted my accounts anyway after the uh, the election that was stolen in January. I was just so, I was just in a state of despondency that I just I just threw my hands up the world and said, well, you know, I don't want to be any part of it, you know. And so I just I didn't like what Facebook and all the social media platforms did and their hand on the election either. So I said, well, they, they yeah, I don't want to give them any more money or use or let them use me for advertising. So I just took my took all my accounts off, and then when I decided to run for office, I had to start all over. And because I'd gone past that window opportunity where you can reactivate your account and all that stuff. So, oh yeah. Uh, and so that's that's been its own its own thing. So I have a good network of pastors in the state and uh, good, uh, dear friends of mine, and, and they're letting their congregations know. And, you know, I, I do have a network of sorts that's here already, um, but not, not in the social media uh, realm like I would like.
3: We have got a great guest with us today. Pastor Heath Loftus is with us. com is his official website. So, Pastor, once you get uh, past the primary and into the general election, what, what, do, you, what do you look to do once, once you've locked up this, this nomination here?
6: There's about two or three things that I'd like to do. Um, in the Marine Corps, you know, whenever you come upon um, a person that's been injured in battle or whatever, you have to triage that person. Yes. And in order to triage a person, you have to stop the bleeding, restore the breathing, and treat for shock. So Stop the Bleeding is uh, my abolitionist abortionist uh, abortion campaign. We have to stop the death of the unborn, the innocent death of the unborn, if we even expect God to have any blessing in our country. Because at the end of the day, if we got everything right, you know, uh, as far as policy is concerned, and we left that unchecked, we would still have the condemnation of Almighty God Upon our uh, country on that, and judgment would have to still fall upon us even if we had everything else right. So that's what triage is: is that you have to assess what is the most, um, what is the most vital that you have to address. So stop the bleeding, uh, restore the breathing, breathing uh, individual liberty. Uh, go back to that: the mandates and all that happened with that was a uh, the government going roughshod over everybody's uh, individual liberties and state rights. Um, I've. I've but you know and I know this is all you know a lot of people say well it's all political things that you would say uh we we have to also limit the size of government that's what's that's what's that's what's on top of us that cannot allow for uh, our basic liberties to be expressed uh because it's it's ran by bureaucracy, so we need to start cutting we need to start cutting bureaucracies out of our government because they're running the government uh resident biden uh he uh he was said at one point in time that he was just, you know, they asked him about mandates and, and all that. He says, well, I'll just, I'm just going to do what the CDC recommends. And, and, and we're like, well, who's president here? You know, who, who's calling the shots? And, and at yeah. the end of the day, you know, the bureaucracies cannot be the one because they're unelected. I mean, if you have to redress your grievances, who are you going to talk to? So we need to, we need to either consolidate and or cut many of these government uh, agencies, everything from the ATF the CDC, the NIH, the FBI, the CIA, and consolidate or do away with many of them. And, and we need to start looking at uh, a government that needs to reflect the size of what the founders intended. And we need to get rid of like uh, things that are, not, uh, that are not in the Constitution and leave those things up to the state. And that's, just, that's, that's kind of my platform on how to do all that and, and looking at that. And, and many, of those, many of the things and issues that we would address would be addressing those issues.
3: Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on, Pastor. Good luck with everything, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you towards the general election. Thank you, sir. Hey, you got my number, brother. Appreciate it, man. Have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you, Heath. Appreciate
12: you too. It, sir.
3: Thank you. There he goes. That is Pastor Heath Loftus. He joins us here on our big program, Coast to Coast, and... Border to Border on iHeartRadio. Thanks to the pastor, and uh, we definitely, definitely will see you next time. Thanks for joining us on our big, 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 big
12: program.
3: We are back live here on our big program, and we have got a fantastic guest with us today. We have talked with him in the past, and... uh, he is one of my favorites. Harvey Wasserman is with us. And, Harvey, you are just busy, busier than busy, my friend. You, you, you've got all sorts of things going on out there. Uh, the last time we had you on, you had a fantastic book that you had just put out. What, what, is, what is going on with you currently, my friend?
12: Well, I do, I'm finishing up the history of the United States, a marvelous undertaking. I've only worked on it for 52 years. <laughs> It's called The People's Spiral of U.S. History. It's, uh, people can write me at solartopia at Gmail. It is a very uh, radical revision of how we look at U.S. history. And unfortunately, we're looking at some pretty difficult U.S. history right now. Uh, this thing in the Ukraine is just really, really um, a, a – it is, uh, Jiggy, it's the most dangerous moment in human history since the Cuban Missile Crisis, because there are 15 atomic power plants in Ukraine, and any one of them could blow up at any time. That's how bad it is.
3: We've got Harvey Wassman with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Uh, he is an expert on the environment. He's written over 20 books, and he joins us today here on our big program. Now. Something that I want to get your take on, Harvey, being an environmental expert and the fact that you brought up the the nuclear power plants and everything over there in the Ukraine. Um, I keep hearing all the righties talk about how we need to go back to nuclear power. Why in the world would we need to go back to nuclear power? That, to me, seems like going backwards instead of forwards.
12: Well, listen, man, if there was ever a reason why we should not go back to nuclear power, we're seeing it today in Ukraine. Uh, You know, I've been dealing with this issue since the 1970s. I've never been more frightened. I was a little young to understand what was going on during the Cuban Missile Crisis, but I sure will know what's going on now. The the Russians have encircled a nuclear power plant um, in, in Ukraine There are six reactors at this thing, and if any one of them uh, gets, you know, jiggered the wrong way, as you might say, uh, we're going to have another Chernobyl, or worse. These reactors in Ukraine, there's 15 of them, 12 of them were built by the Soviets, for God's sake. They're 30 years old. The Russians have actually been running them on contract for Ukraine. I mean, can you imagine how crazy this is? We have an invasion of Ukraine by Russia at a time when the Russians are running Ukraine's nuclear plant. And, you know, they already took over. The first thing they did was they took over Chernobyl because it was on the way between Belarus and Kiev. You know, it's only 80 kilometers from Kiev. So that was a military move. And meanwhile, there's, you know, God knows how much radioactive waste there, and, and anything can happen. And, uh, I, you know, anything could happen to these 15 reactors in good, peaceful times, let well, alone in the middle of a war. We have 93 reactors here in the United States. They're all 30 years old or more. and any, and, and we could have another catastrophe here. I mean, the good news is, that wind and solar, which used to be kind of, you know, poo-pooed as as hippie technologies, have actually taken over. Wind and solar are cheaper, cleaner, faster, safer to build, more reliable, and more job-producing than anything else we have. They're about to become the two biggest industries on Earth, actually, because the whole planet has to transition the wind and solar. The good news is they work. They're incredibly cheap, they're very reliable, and, you know, all of Kansas, all the Midwest, everybody could be getting their uh, energy from, from wind and solar. And so there's absolutely no reason whatsoever to consider building new nuclear plants. And now we see, you know, the horrible danger of continuing to operate the old ones. These reactors got to shut, and we got to move ahead to, to green power.
3: We've got Harvey Wasserman with us today. One of the things, Harvey, that I've always said is when the military figures out a way to power their tanks with solar and wind, that's when everybody and their brother is going to be like, oh, my God, we've got to go to clean energy.
12: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the military has been really converting a lot of their stuff to renewables. A lot of the military bases, um, you know, they've been, they really been, been pushing ahead with solar and wind. And uh, you'll love this. You know what state in the United States is number one in wind by far, more than double any other state? It's Texas. Texas West Texas is getting covered with wind power. And here's the great irony. <clears throat> at night, because uh, a wind power is so efficient and cheap, uh, they give away electricity. Electricity is free at night in many instances in areas of Texas because of the Power of the wind, and you know, going across Kansas and the rest of the Midwest, we can get a hundred percent of our electricity very easily from wind and solar. And if if we haven't learned, don't learn that lesson from what's happening in Ukraine right now, then we're 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 idiots and we don't deserve to survive. I mean, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Har- <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll tell you, Harvey. No, that th- this whole thing is just insane to me. Harvey Wassman with us today. He joins us live here on our big program, and uh, so Harvey, I I know that there has been a big push the last couple of years. I see it everywhere for, uh, on this solar and wind. I remember in the '90s, people wanted to do solar and wind, and they got laughed at. Um, why is there a big push now? Did some corporation or some rich guy somewhere figure out a way to make money on this and so all of a sudden everybody's going to clean energy what, what 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 is what is the reason here because I know it's not all these people trying to make the earth a better friendly place <laughs> somebody's getting right. a check off of this
12: well you know what happened uh, it, 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 the um, the technology worked now you know when we when I first started fighting nuclear power, people said, well, what are you going to use for energy? We said wind and solar. Now, they laughed at us. But what's happened is that the technology actually blew, blew everybody away, so to speak. And if you would have described when we first started in 1970s how efficient and how cheap and how reliable wind and solar would turn out, would turn out to be, they just said, you know, you're blowing smoke. But the reality is that wind power is incredibly cheap, and so is solar and on very, very big scales. Now, um, with solar, there's a problem with lithium. Um, you know, but listen, man, it ain't plutonium and it ain't uranium. And with wind power, it's you know, it's simple stuff. The, the the windmills are just ridiculously efficient. And what, what you're going to see if we get through this, environmental and economic and military crisis here, you're going to see gigantic windmills in the ocean. Um, General Electric has already, and these aren't hippie companies, you know, General Electric in the United States, Vestas in, uh, in Denmark and Germany, um, uh, Mitsubishi in Japan. You're right. These guys are making tons of money because these windmills make sense. And every, every rooftop in the world should be covered with solar panels. And they work. They're cheap, they're clean, they're safe, and they create. That's where we need the jobs. That's where the jobs are going are, are gonna to come from. Because we can convert our entire global economy to wind, solar, batteries, and LED efficiency. There, I mean, there's another one. Nobody knew about LED lighting 20 years ago. LED lighting is now so cheap and so clean that you know there'll never be. There really should never be another incandescent bulb uh, made on this earth. So uh, you know it surprised even us. But the reality is that wind and solar work; nuclear does not work, and it, it, it's endangering our planet. And these reactors got to go. And I'm telling you, you know, we're very close to the tipping point, so where. Um, um, The wind and solar industries are actually going to be bigger than the uh, fossil fuel and nuclear power industries. They're really getting to that point. Trillions of dollars uh, are are being invested. I mean, look at electric cars. You know, there's a reason why electric cars are being made. They are four to five times more efficient than gas cars. I mean, just a small detail there. You can run an electric car for a fraction. Of what it costs you to run a gas car, there are no moving parts. You don't have to change the spark plugs or the oil because uh, there aren't any. And, and, um, and that, that's why electric cars are taking over. And I'm going to tell you, without passing a single environmental law in 10 years, you will not be able to buy a new gas powered car because they are just so uh, obsolete. And the same is true uh, of, of nuclear. And the same is true of coal. As a matter of fact, coal cannot compete with, with renewable energy at this point in time. So for some reason, somewhere along the way, uh, the world was made that, that re- renewable energy is cheaper, safer, safer, cleaner. And if we don't learn that from you, Ukraine, uh, we're, we're not going to learn it because it, it is such a dangerous situation there. I can't begin to tell you what could happen if, if, if those reactors go and Putin, you know, if Putin, people are saying he's crazy, if he's gone crazy, he could wake up tomorrow and just say, hey, um, you know, knock off one of those nuclear plants and we'll cover Europe with radiation and the heck with them. I mean, that could happen. So there we are. That's why we never should have built nuclear in the first place. And we got to shut him down as fast as possible. It is
3: Harvey Wasserman. He's with us today here on our big program. And, uh. As we wrap up here with you, Harvey, I've got one more topic I've got to get your thoughts on. Of um, this whole thing with Joe Biden and the fact that he got in there and he told all the all the big banks and all the Wall Street people that nothing fundamentally will change, and voila, nothing fundamentally has changed.
12: <laughs> um, yeah, it's terrible.
3: I'm worried. I'm worried that because the Democrats have decided not to do anything they campaigned on, that there might be a possibility that a bunch of crazy MAGA people will win the midterms and then Tucker Carlson will be the president of the United States.
12: Yeah. Well, you know, it's a real danger, and we had this with Obama as well. Uh, You know, it's in my book, My People's Spiral of U.S. History, um, and, uh, Jiggy, I'll send you a copy. Yes. Um, the, the, uh, the, uh, I'll, I'll send it to you by email. The, uh, the, um, the, after the 2008 uh, big short crash, Obama did the same thing. He, he, he campaigned on hope and change, and then he goes in there and he tell, first thing he does, he tells the bankers, oh, don't worry, you know, we're not going to change anything. If, if Obama had properly reacted to um, the, the 2008 crash, uh, we, Donald Trump would never have been president. I mean, you know, uh, we, the working people got shafted yes. in 2008, and we're getting shafted again. Uh, and and why, that's why the Democrats are, are such a failure. And, uh, you know, we do have good, young, progressive Democrats coming up um, um, who are who know what needs to be done but then they, then they screw with the elections. And, uh, you know, we don't have uh, a guaranteed electoral system. We got this gerrymandering. We got people, uh, you know, they're stopping the, the paper balance. The only reason that we were able to get rid of Trump in, two, in 2020 is because we ha- actually had a fair election. What a concept. You know, it was, <laughs> it was the perfect storm of the election protection movement coming in with the covid to give everybody paper ballots. And then the, and when Trump claimed the election was stolen, uh, well, there were all these paper ballots to be counted. If it, if that election in 2020 had been done on electronic voting machines, I guarantee you Trump would still be in the White House for the rest of his life. So, you know, uh, that we, we're really up against it. You're 100% right. Biden, uh, we have to make changes to the system. We there's no reason why we everybody can't have health care and everybody yes. can't have a free a, a junior college education. Yes. And why and we should not have a homeless crisis. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know why you know why you know how the homeless crisis happened? It was in in the 1980s, the Congress passed an eighty five billion dollar bill to build public housing, and Reagan vetoed it. and if that if that had been done, In the 1980s, we would not have 60,000 homeless people in Los Angeles. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. It's because we, and we wouldn't have housing prices that are absolutely insane. Uh, We would have had enough housing. It's a simple simple equation. So you're right, 100% right. If Biden doesn't do something to change the system, we're going to wind up with, you know, I don't know if it'll be, it could be, I, I can't even say the guy's name. Tucker Carlson, he's such an abominable. But, you know, we have to have change. And it's simple stuff. And it's not stuff that we uh, can't easily do uh, in a justifiable way. Uh, But we have to take care of people. There's absolutely no reason why anybody in this country should be hungry or homeless or uneducated or without medical care. I mean, and, and these are simple things, not hard to do. If, if the, if the po- political situation uh, was was not dominated by super rich people who don't care about I anybody mean, uh, <laughs> about- else.
3: I will agree with you on that. Well, Harvey, as we wrap up here, my friend, how do we get your book and get involved with what you're doing online?
12: So people can, uh, you can write me directly through solartopia.org, S-O-L-A-R-T-O-P-I-A dot O-R-G, um, and you can. I'll give you my personal email, Solartopia, at Gmail. I'll be glad to hear from you. And um, uh, you call me, you email me now. I'll send you a free PDF of the of the book.
3: Fantastic.
12: Well, so Harvey, the people, the people spiral of US.
3: You are amazing, and uh, thanks for doing this, my friend. And I will talk to you soon.
12: Well, I love being with you, man, so call me anytime.
3: Appreciate it. You're, a great, you, You're a great host. You're Thank a great really host. Thank you, my man. I really appreciate it. Have yourself Take a care. wonderful day. Thank you. There he goes. Harvey
6: Wasserman. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers.